Hello, everyone. Uh, today uh, is a new episode, the We Should Talk. This series with amazing females I really love and uh, inspired by. And today I'm so grateful and happy, as always, I say that because it's true. <laughs> uh, I have today um, a special guest from Vienna. <laughs> And is Lisa Schulf, uh, the Teen Journal. And for me, it's very, very important to have a, a Lisa Schulf here because we have been involved since I published in Teen Journal a uh, long time, 2018, almost. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I have, we have been connected since that. So it's my pleasure today to have uh, in this special talk. Alisa Schaub. So welcome, Lisa. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure. Really my pleasure. So uh, Lisa Schaub is a founder, as I say, the editor, uh, an editor, the uh, chief in the Teen Journal. And also she's uh, assisting in the Institute of Art in Public Space in Eritrea uh, Studio. Um, also, she holds a degree in English and American studies with a focus in North America uh, literature and environment. As well, she has a bachelor's degree in the same file and philosophy. philosophy. Uh, she's an amazing editor, I know that. <laughs> and also a literary translation. She's involved in the literary translation. We can talk about that a little later. And she has been published uh, in journalists and critical work, has appeared in many magazines like Persopolis, Paradot, uh, The Hopper, recently I discovered that, and The Natural Normal Review, and much, much more. You will find that. I will left her bio and you can check more about Lisa. So I would like to give a warm welcome and this summer beautiful we have in this North part. And I would like to start with the first question. Uh, talk about something very recently when I heard uh, the Sumita Paul interview your uh, just say something very uh, important for me and I was very surprised. Uh, you say you have been <laughs> the first in your family to go to the university and I was surprised and I will explain why. I was surprised because it's Europe and you live in Vienna, you born and um, so it's like a, can be kind of uh, curious now. And yeah. I would like to, to ask you if it's okay with you, uh, what could you tell us what motivates you to pursue this mm -hmm. university career and maybe talk about what happened in the background and something mm -hmm. you would like to share with us. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Thank you again uh, for having me. Um, I live in Graz, actually. Graz. It's the second largest city of Austria, so it's not the capital, but as close as it can get to the capital. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, yes, I am the first in my in my uh, family to to go to university. Um, 
it's it's definitely been a journey <laughs> for me um, because I also I come from a very very small village. Um, there's I think when I grew up there were probably a thousand people living there. Oh, that's beautiful. So, <laughs> yes, it's very tiny. Um, but I already started early to sort of yeah move beyond its borders because I attend attended a music high school, um, which was an hour away from this by past bus ride. Um, so this was, I think, already the first step to, yeah, to widen my horizons, I think. And um, yeah, then when I finished this music high school, um, I was like, still, hmm, I don't know, should I, you know, try to go to college should I not I, I'm not sure um, I, I felt a little bit more no I can I can do without college you know I can totally just be a regular you know working person probably um, and then I tried to do that for a year and it just did not work <laughs> mm. so I, I worked at a um, at a dentist's office first um, but I was always more interested in um in the how and more interested in the why you know why hmm. do we do it like this and not in a different way or you know so i don't know i was i was never really satisfied <laughs> and um yeah then i figured out probably that's because <laughs> there's just so much more for me to learn um of in course. this world and so i felt like yeah i i need to see more i need to to learn more also to get different perspectives and yeah change my point of view and um when i decided for this it was of course um also from my family it was like wow you're really going to college i'm not sure like they were really <laughs> doubting this decision um, this because yeah because it's just of course that and I won't be money, you know. So all my money would just be from jobs next to uni um, to support me, of course. So I was absolutely always supporting myself. Um, but still, it was different. It was not like yes. the regular path um, that has been around. Um, yeah, and then seeing uni from the inside and I inscribed in um, English and philosophy right away. And I did them um, in a dual study mode um and we, it was just fantastic i think i mean in the first semester i was a little bit um yeah it i it was hard yes. because there was no one i could really talk to about how the system works um and how to apply for stuff i had no idea how to enroll in classes and yeah but now it worked out and after the first semester i also felt i had learned already quite a lot so i felt right now i'm i'm also there where the other students are who are probably coming from a more academic background already and yeah so was definitely the right choice <laughs> oh of course i also you're an amazing uh, artist as well so you can know uh, stop there of course and you see you don't stop there you have a amazing career after that we will talk about that <laughs> and yeah definitely uh, sometimes we have to follow our intuition now that's that's um, the reason I ask you this question because even uh, sometimes our background is not a definition for what we will become and that's something very important for me as well because I have a similar story <laughs> as well so that's a uh, uh, that's my uh, point as well. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, I would like to uh, ask in the second, um, after all that, uh, 
path and I'm very hard on time. You pursue the master's degree in English and, and American study specific, uh, as I say, with focusing literature, literature and environment. Um, could you please tell us which or, or which or, uh, American authors you read in your adolescence? And which one do you think have influenced your currently uh, career? Mm -hmm. uh, wow, so many. <laughs> yes, it's okay, take your time. <laughs> um, I mean, the first that always comes to my mind is really, it's, it's just Margaret Atwood. Like, for me, she is the first name that just right hits me <laughs> when I think about which author is out there yes. I think she just has such a way of of being true to life mm -hmm. that is really hard to find and I I remember that I think the first story that I encountered was already in in, in high school you know in, in at university mm -hmm. um it was the tent and oh I think God. it's yeah, it's, it's so good, but it's not really so well known. So I really uh, encourage everyone go and look for the tent, the story by Margaret Atwood. It's just what it's also so philosophical. And it's, I think it plays around a little bit with Plato's cave and everything. And mm. this was just so inspiring for me, because I saw that I can, yeah, weave so many different ideas and thoughts and streams of thoughts into a story into a literary piece um there was really yeah it's still when i when i think of it this is definitely a piece that changed um how that's, i look at yeah. things <laughs> that's beautiful no i i really love that you mentioned that mm. that she's one of my uh, authors i have in my <laughs> my uh, inspiration all the time yeah that's yeah. that's a beautiful uh, something else that maybe you uh, uh, during your career and your master and your mm -hmm. research maybe you find that another uh, uh, author? Hmm. I mean during uni um I just of course you you read a lot of stuff but you mainly read the canon I know um and the canon also only I think goes until 1980 I don't know they, they probably did not look beyond it yet so um definitely Toni Morrison is among yes, them I love um her magical realism is just like fantastic I mean how can you even think of this it's so it's so good um and now probably also I, I discovered this author just recently and I think her book it's a poetry collection. It's um, it just came out, I think, as her debut actually. Amanda Moore. Um, she oh. it's called Requeening, and the book is just really it's a poetry collection, and it's so personal. But at the same time, um, she manages to make it be every poem also is about the whole world in a way, oh. about nature, about earth. Um, and yeah, all on the example of her relation with bees, <laughs> sort of. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, so she's definitely also become one of my most inspiring poets that I especially read this year, but probably also for the last three years or so. Her this poetry collection absolutely recommended. Yeah. Oh, I will check it for sure. <laughs> I think no, I never read. I, I have to update my <laughs> my my library. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, let's go to talk about your beautiful and inspiring work 
and Teen Journal because mm -hmm. Teen Journal, uh, when I came across with Teen Journal, uh, I was so uh, happy uh, mm -hmm. and as, a, uh, uh, as a writer because uh, it's a unique, very unique uh, mm -hmm. magazine, literary magazine online. And also the way the, your missions and, and the way you work is so inspiring. And I would like um, the people know more about that. And as I said, Teen Journal is an international and intercultural uh, literary magazine. I love that. <laughs> Based in grass. Uh, and I will let you, we talk today what challenges you face daily in the editorial world as an independent uh, publisher uh, in this case, and also ESL uh, with a focus on ESL authors. That's very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, well, um, so I think, I mean, the, the founding was quite as straightforward probably as it can be, because I founded it in a very um, yeah safe environment at a publishing course in LA. And um, I really had time there to dedicate myself to it straight for six weeks. So this was very intense um, and together with some um, other interested people from the workshop there, we figured out really the whole yeah, groundwork for it. Um, but then my time in the States was over, uh, my visa <laughs> ran out. <laughs> and so I had to go back um, to Graz and um, yeah, I decided that I want to really make a thing of it. So um, we already had collected all the texts. And then um, I looked for a web developer here. Actually, I found someone who I also knew across, you know, from people that's, to people. <laughs> Marvel that's work. Nice. So that was quite, quite good. And we figured out how to do the website. And um, yeah, so the technical side of it really worked out very well. And um, also the students at uni here were very happy that they now have a place to publish their work because there's no mm -hmm. magazine at Graz Uni actually for literature um, and also the professors some still from Montclair some also from here were very intrigued by the idea um, but it was really tough in terms of finances um, mm -hmm. because everyone just assumed since it would be online and volunteer run well it wouldn't cost anything yes. um, but that's just not the case because although it's just online and I only have to pay the web fees, I mean, I also have to pay the web developer because he's a professional. Of course. Um, and of course, also marketing things because you cannot just do a thing and no one knows about it. Um, that's just not how it works. Um, so, yeah, so there were a lot of um things a lot of talking and it's still for me it's still a lot of talking a lot of going to events um to connect with people to talk to different institutions here in the area um but i feel that as soon as i get a chance to really talk about it to talk about why english as a second language literature is important especially in a world um where it's the most spoken second language there is um then i feel like when they understand it um yeah there's definitely an interest and they also want to collaborate with us so i think this year especially this year has just been milestone breaking yes, because, I know. 
Yeah, we have so many events and we've been invited to also hosting literary stages at different events. We're collaborating with other organizations. We're doing workshops. Um, you you have a, a war as well, the magazine. Yeah, that, yeah no, that's, I asked the question kind of uh, to, to remind the people uh, or audience who listen or, or the authors who publish with with things uh, the path is not really easy and mm. and we saw what we saw oxide is no um, or internal uh, um, battles every day so I, I thought that's very important to to understand that part and, and also to hear from you because you are the, mm. <laughs> the front so uh, it's very nice to to uh, connect with that part as yeah. well. No. Yeah, yeah, probably I want to emphasize just one more thing, um, the volunteer work, hmm. um, because without all the volunteers who also believe in this idea, this just would not work um, because we just lack the finances. It's not a, like, we're not paid. Um, it's really not a, a financed thing. It's fully financed exactly. thing. So yeah, it's it's so important um, that all these people are just still interested in working with me and working together on this idea and this mission. Um, yeah, so I think this is probably also like finding the right people, you know, yes. the ones that stick um, with you. This is also very, very challenging and so important and so motivational too. Of course, no, I'm, uh, I agree with you and, Teen Journal, uh, I encourage everybody to check. They have amazing uh, um, artists and worker, uh, volunteer, and all are almost uh, artists and, and writers. So mm. uh, that's a privilege to have that <laughs> as a magazine. Yes, yes, I, I agree with Say you. The, and this fascinates me. The act of translating for me is like a, an inspiring trance and I was like oh it's true that's something stuck to me and tell me as an editor writer and translator yourself how do you think uh, what you translate can influence in your work as a and as a writer as well mm -hmm. I think it's definitely it influences me translating influences me in the way that I learned to to understand the text, really understand it. And I think if we write something ourselves, we usually think is, of course, I understand it because I wrote it, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think that's not the case. In many times, it's not the case. You you write something because you feel it um, or, or because you want to convey a certain idea. But do you really understand? Did you reflect mm. on all the meanings it can have? And I think this is definitely something that I try to, to learn from my translation work. So when I do a literary translation, it's not just like, you know, reading a sentence and then translating it. No, it's, it's really like thinking about how many layers does it have? How can I do this in another language? Um, and then also think about, you know, all these synonyms and, and different expressions that are out there. And um, also, what I started doing recently, actually through another poetry course, um, self-translating your work, but in the same language. 
Oh, that's this is a really, really interesting exercise because cool. you, you, yeah, you need to look at every line really, really intensely. And then probably actually the translation is more the thing you wanted to say than the piece in the first place. So this is just some practice that I try to do. Um, yeah, and as, as an editor, of course, um, I'm influenced, especially when I write stories, I think, but I don't write stories that often, but if I do, I always have this, you, you know, the story arc thing, of course, in mind, um, looking I, at this. I must say, it, and you are very good writer. We have been in the same uh, uh, writing workshop, and I heard your story, you are very good. You, you must say, you must keep that <laughs> and keep going because you're very good. I love your imagination and your way <laughs> there. Yes, please. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. No. Yes, I I hope that I will have uh, more time in the near future to focus on more also writing and not just editing and translating. Yeah. But so yeah, definitely. It's like this case that you develop, it's mm. I think it's very useful. Also, of course, in terms of grammar and spelling, although this is this is of course also an editor's task. Um, but I think it's also useful if if you can already adopt it as a writer. Yeah. That's beautiful. And also Lisa, uh, you have three other languages as well, uh, not your German, uh, <laughs> Spanish and French. Yeah, uh, language can be uh, uh, as well for you as an editor, uh, a very good hack yeah. now because help uh, to understand the other mm -hmm. uh, minds and, and background. That's so That's beautiful. True. That's very important as an editor, I, I, I guess, oh, and as a writer as well. Um, okay. In one of your interviews, uh, you mentioned that there are a place, a forest in Canada. <laughs> I was so curious. Uh, good forest and I would like to just uh, say that you like a lot and make you feel relaxed uh, could you please tell me us where is that place and what inspired you <laughs> about yeah, it's a really fascinating place for me I I don't I don't know if it's for anybody else um, I would love to know if it's um, for anybody else no it's just it's um so uh, yeah, I spent a year, um, a study year in the States and then I um, decided I want to see more of, of the country um, and also of Canada. And so I, I did a two week stay in on Vancouver Island. Oh, of course. Um, yes. And I did a little bit of the West Pacific um, road there. Like you can, you can go to the Ooh. way West um, yes. and then just ride along the, the ocean. Um, and I spent two nights in Tofino, um, which is just really at the, the bottom and really exposed to, to nature and to the ocean. And it's just formed by the ocean, I think. Um, and so, yeah, I, I did a lot of the regular tourist stuff. Of course, you have to do it when you're there, like whale watching. And I also saw a wonderful eagle um, flying. It was, it was really um, a very natural experience. And then I did, I think on... On the last day, probably there, I did a, a little hike um, through the forest. Um, it was a nice path, um, so very like a civilized hike still. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In Austria, we we used to more um, you know different hikes <laughs> that yes. are more challenging, but it was it was a nice walk. Um, and so I I came by this this secluded lookout, basically. So there was. Um, 
trees all around me. There was a bench looking at a a little at the planks, you know, mm -hmm. like um, there. And then beyond it, it was just the the wild ocean, really just gushing against yes. the stones. And and it was just so so wonderful. I sit I sat there and. I, I, you know, you smell the wood, you smell the ocean, mm. you hear the birds, you hear the ocean, you also hear the trees whispering, and yeah, I think all the the composition was just so perfect for me, and also because it was at this stage in my life where I was totally free, I had no idea what what am I going to do. That's amazing. <laughs> I knew that I would be go yes, and I knew I would be go I go back to Graz, but I I didn't know much, you know how my life would change probably um and so it was this i think this moment and this it was just so perfect um and i still go back to this place many times because it's it's yeah it has this um this positive feel of welcoming something that's unexpected and yeah i think this is just oh. really yeah, my place for it. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, I was so uh, very, very curious uh, because, yes, Canada have a, I, I am here in Canada and, and I live in Toronto, but I'm Nova Scotia now. And yes, Canada have that kind of little places that you really fell in love. And it's like, a, oh, I would like to maybe stay here for a month or write something with my character here in this uh, and yes, makes sense because you love Margaret Atwood, so it's almost almost all connect as well. And I I was really surprised at what place you love, and maybe we can connect or projects with that place yeah. as well. It would be nice. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Oh, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, you have to write about that because I see your eyes, your eyes spark when you talk about that place. I don't know what happened in that place, but you definitely have a very good uh, experience that you have to write about that place. I encourage you. That's your yeah, assignment. You. <laughs> your assignment this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go keep um, and talk about writing because Lisa, she's an editor as I talk about and she's a translator, but she's also a writer. And even she don't recognize maybe, or we had that stage. Uh, we sometimes very shy and dumb when I say I am an author, I, I feel still sometimes that kind of contradiction. I, I don't want to say too much I am a writer because still I feel like a, a any more step, <laughs> maybe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I understand your feeling, but let's go to uh, you are a writer. <laughs> so what kind of literature you would like to write or you are answering in or maybe? now today yeah um yeah true the, the writer part is really hard um because i feel like if, if you're not really a professional writer like really you know like this is your income yes. <laughs> it's hard to to express it in this way so i i always say that you know i write um <laughs> uh, and sometimes it gets published um let's yeah i think i'm fine with this um actually because it it takes the pressure away also it's better yes um, i know i understand yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah um if i do write currently i mainly write poetry um it's just more from speaks from my heart at the moment um also stories you know um take take 
longer in a way you know you, you have to plan them you have to really sit down and, and write them and I don't have the time to sit down so also when right now so when I write my poems it's usually on my phone <laughs> and just wherever I'm I'm around um also trains I, I love writing in trains oh it's, that's really I don't cool. know seeing the, hmm. the view passing by is I think it's very nice um yeah but if I were if I were a really professional writer um I think the poet that I mentioned before Amanda Moore would just be perfect because I think um her work really also speaks to me because it's also close to what I really aim at writing um it, it's this eco perspective mm. on on the world awareness of of the earth as as really as a as this as a thing not just as the surface that we live on but as this living thing the earth yes. um and and still combining this idea with with my personal and experiences and my philosophical ideas. Yes. I think, yeah, managing this combination successfully would, would make me really happy. I'm trying it as, as often as I get to have the pen in my hand, the <laughs> typing pen. The typing pen. Um, yes. <laughs> But yeah, I think this would be would be my my goal. Yeah, I love it, and I I tell and I am sure it would be a very beautiful because I saw your writing. We have been in the in the workshop you led, and and I I hear you, and and also uh, and all this year they listen to you and research and and learn a little bit more about you. I know that will be your perfect fit because you are very uh, active with the climate change. And, mm -hmm. and so uh, I know, and also I, I read your uh, presentation, your abstract presentation about mm -hmm. humanizing and naturalizing the non-humans. I recommend everybody to go there and listen to that because it was, I was so surprised I didn't know that before, but when I read mm -hmm. it was, very beautiful it makes sense because now you are led uh, a workshop about writers and in cl climate uh, uh, crisis so yeah. could you please tell me about a little bit more about um, this project and mm -hmm. and what this took about sure sure yeah um I, yeah i think definitely eco literature and translingual literature are just my two main fields of interest um and if they merge it's even better yes. um so yeah now eco literature i think also edward definitely got me to it yes. <laughs> um and it it really sparked an interest in my in two of my classes at, at uni here in graz were already focused on on eco literature um and yeah i don't know i i just felt that it met my you know my scientific interest also in the field um, my also the, the the social spectrum because uh, the, the climate crisis is also something extremely social yes. um, and and my personal interest and so it just was this this mix and I felt at home at it right away and I read a lot um, on it also theoretical stuff and so I wrote my master thesis on it and actually the talk you mentioned is the um, the first chapter mainly from my master mm. thesis um, yeah. So then in 
2020, yes, last year. Um, no, 2021. Yes, 2021. Um, I saw this art install installment. Yeah, on on a a square in Graz that is really dry. There's just um, concrete. There's just parking cars. Um, it's also super hot there, and an artist collective decided we want to turn this into an oasis. Oh. <laughs> and so they they built a really a gigantic art installment of trees. Really, they were they were actual trees. They were actually also rooted, oh. and um, and you could sit in there, and birds would nest in there. And it, it also had some water sprayers, so everything would stay a little bit more more humid and, and nicely. And so yeah, this and they they um, had a call open for projects, and I connected with a a fellow literary um, person here in Graz with uh, another Lisa, there's so many Lisas, um, Lisa Höllebauer. <laughs> and uh, so we decided, yes, we want to we wanna propose a project. And this was Writers in Climate Crisis. And um, we will also do it again this year. So it's a, a we invi invite people who speak German and English because there's an English workshop group with five to six participants and a German speaking group with the same amount of people. And then with these people, they can come from a literary background, they absolutely don't have to. Um, we just sit down for a day and really think about how can we, you know, weave these climate change scientific facts um, into, into stories that also touch people's hearts. And, and move them and probably you know make them make them more aware that this is real it's, it's already happening <laughs> it's not it's an illusion true. that will hit us in what in i don't know 100 years or so no it's really here less <laughs> yes <laughs> but it's it's i think it's not in the minds yet you know hmm. um or in the hearts in the hearts probably and so yeah, we, we sit down and we talk about this and then um, the people make some early drafts and they work about it for two months and after two months um, there's the presentation this time the workshop will be in August and the presentation in October. Um, and we also invite an artist to visually translate all the stories. Uh, last time this was Valz Metz, um, she is just really amazing. Um, I think she's my probably one of my favorite artists ever out there because she's she's working a lot with mushrooms and it's it's very exciting um and i think right now she's in paris i don't know she's all over it's really really great work um and she did a, a an installment in the art installment that she could actually enter so there was a pool of of things and then a huge um yeah a huge painting where all the texts um were depicted yeah so this is just our idea of getting in touch with the wider public um who are interested in literature but probably they're also not you know probably they just stumble across it and just uh, mm. wanted to stop and see what's going on there yeah that's amazing no i i told the uh, well personally i am very passionate about this theme uh, as well mm. this theme and with my photography i, I try the touch that uh, subject as well because I can see uh, in back uh, my, in Cuba and also here in Canada as well we have a, a lot of the problem with the climate change and, and it's a very 
uh, hard topic and it's true no everybody have that in mind or mm -hmm. acting as a uh, Canada is very well known with the yeah. is we have a I, I am grateful to be here because they very care a little bit with the planets and all that so I still have a lot of work to do uh, and I think that project uh, doing in public is a very important step mm. to the people on the scene. So uh, I hope this year will be a, a, a very good experience for you as well. I hope so. I hope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I would like to ask you uh, back to the editor and, and uh, what's on in, in your horizon as a editor, writer, and translator. Let's go back to that and convey, because I know a lot of stuff go on, but I will let our mm. audience that we should talk no more about you. And that's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, a lot always. Um, so from, from my researcher side, I'm, I'm currently working on a paper on uh, translingual writing and migration, um, which will focus actually on Tintex, but also on some others. So this is this will um, come out in October. So I'm really into this at the moment, into this top topic. Um, yeah, from an editor's side, um, there's of course a Tint um, issue eight will be out in September. Um, September this year, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, we have really a great variety of texts again um, from all over the world. Um, also some new countries, I think. So oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we're getting close to 70 countries ever published in TIN. So Ooh. I think it's it's really, it's yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, then of course there will be another Tinted Tales event, mm. I guess sometime around November, probably, um, we'll see. Maybe online. Um, yeah, we. This is yes. still in the making. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, most definitely. Sorry. Uh, I well, in my personal <laughs> opinion, uh, I, uh, events will be amazing because you see how much you can reach around the world. I can participate, and everybody can uh, join. That will be nice. Yeah. To have a box. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and um also next year is a huge year for tim because we're celebrating our 10th issue then mm -hmm. in september and yeah um i don't want to give away too much um, no 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 that's prep prep phase. Prep. Yes. Um, but <laughs> i really encourage everyone who's interested to just really stick around on our website and follow us on social media because there will be news soon, at least yes. like early next year, and it will it will have an audience part too. So oh, that's amazing! Congratulations! <laughs> no, I am so happy, and yes, I will definitely um, put all the website and highlight that to my audience that we should talk. Yeah, and for sure, mostly the the people will love to be in touch with you and with the Think Journal. Because mostly yeah. my audience, they are writers and, and uh, artists, and so it will be a perfect uh, suite for everybody. Um, okay. Yes, so good news. Uh, people stay there tuned with all that. And to close and 
oh my god the time goes fast <laughs> uh, to close uh, i would like to i ask that question almost up to all my interviewers uh, it's about this global uh, situation we all uh, have been mm -hmm. live now the COVID uh, pandemic and i would like to well been almost three years in <laughs> this yeah so did you remember what uh, you were doing when you first heard about COVID and how did you react into this new and also how did you adapt your projects to this <laughs> pandemic time and what did you learn about this tough uh, global time and with that mm -hmm. is a long subject but <laughs> it, I, I thought it's very important to talk about yeah no sure also not to to get it away from our memories right because it's it's moving back i think it's, it's the interest is decreasing sure um yeah i don't know what i did when i first heard <laughs> of it um but I remember what I did when uh, they announced the first lockdown here in Austria, because back then I was working at a publishers actually, and we were just preparing a huge event um, because they were celebrating, I think, their 435th anniversary. So really old publishers. Um, and um, everything was in place. You know, you have the musicians, you have the actors, you have the moderation, you have the location, the catering, everything. And then there was this bomb exploding. Um, you cannot do events. And of course, yes, you get it. Um, it was fine. We all saw it coming. Um, we had to adapt. And um, yeah, but this was definitely what I was doing. I think it was actually folding some cards, invitation oh, no. cards. I don't <laughs> no. know. Yeah, um, that's like this. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hard now that time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was fine. And when I then um, figured, yes, I should definitely inform myself more about it. Um, I just did that. So I read uh, everything I could find. You know, I listened to podcasts um, also to from different parts of the world um, because there's yeah, thanks to the Internet, um, <laughs> you can you can do that. Um, and then, of course, also with Tint, um, we had to adapt because we were also planning on doing a physical event in Graz. And then actually, I think three of our regular Tinted Tales, or four even, were moved entirely online. Um, but it worked out very well. So I think Tint adapted very well because we were already an online magazine. You know, this was just another yeah, doing it more online. Um, so it was not that much of a change. Um, Yes. I learned a lot about streaming, <laughs> about live streaming, and also about what you have to be aware of when you do this kind of thing. Um, yes. Yeah, and just to be flexible, really, hmm. to think about the solutions and not the problems. I think this is, this is maybe something that I try to do even more now than before, because just thinking about the problems doesn't get you anywhere. Um, you really have to think about how can I solve this and probably actually the solution will be more better than the initial idea. It will open new ways for you. Um, so I think it, yeah, it definitely showed me to be creative also on the organizational part and not to, to uh, I don't know, yeah, 
see no no end of the tunnel no yes. light at the end of the tunnel no no there's always a light it's just a different different yes, tone that's beautiful lisa thank you thank you i really love uh, uh, that and definitely is uh, is a completed um experience for everyone of course uh no everybody adapt the same way that's the reason i would like to to always ask the same question to all my interview because uh well happy very on one side sad and another with all the bittersweet no like i'm yeah. saying <laughs> like a life is <laughs> and yes um so something the um did you learning or you would like to share with our audience or advice that you would like to give in general mm -hmm. i don't know <laughs> in general go with open eyes through the world I think that's probably what what I can always just say. Um, yeah, and pay attention to the details. Beauty is hiding everywhere. We just have to look at it. That's so beautiful. I totally agree with you. I, I, I that's one of my mantras. <laughs> so yeah. we are we are aligned in that uh, aligned that uh, I love to go. Well, um, I also have to add something to to our conversation and to our audience know about you more uh, you are an explorer as well your inside and have beautiful photos we have to add that if you <laughs> like because you i love your pictures there you you have very beautiful uh, eyes to to see the world and and that's something resonate with me when we connect uh, mm -hmm. Teen Journal. I saw your works at your, you. your Instagram. Is so, yeah, it's a touch from there. And also, uh, the thing I love image is that you can see more about the person without talk. And that's something <laughs> uh, beautiful yeah. as well. <laughs> so I am so grateful to have Lisa Schall uh, in this visual talk conversation. Um, we can be more and we can talk more, but for today, this first part, we can keep going another moment to talk about other events. Uh, having a very nice pleasure and very, uh, I'm so grateful uh, that you join us. <laughs> and thank you. Please keep in touch and, and that's it. Uh, just say thank you <laughs> i don't know if you want to add something else uh, share something else some thoughts uh, open all all out i'm i'm empty <laughs> an open book now <laughs> thank right. you so much for having me it was really nice no my pleasure my pleasure thank you <laughs> okay. so you're sending me the link yes yes take care Perfect. thank you bye. Bye. bye bye thank you